Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Really glad to have this young lady back. She's a former U.S. representative. She was the first Mexican-born woman to ever become a congresswoman in the United States. It's Mayra Flores. Mayra, how are you? Good to see you. I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. So you're very welcome. You've got kids. I've got five daughters. We, uh, my kids are in public school. You and I are advocates for better education. You and I are advocates for 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 making sure that we keep our kids safe in school. And yet we wake up today. And in Nashville now, we hear that a 28-year-old woman who may in fact identify as a man, it's all very confusing, walked into an elementary school and ended up shooting people, killing six. Um, what do you make of this? I mean, we've got to do something, don't we? Absolutely. You know, I'm a mother of four. I, I just can't imagine uh, being those parents and so many other parents who've lost their, their children. I believe that school safety should be a top priority. That's why when I was in office, I wrote a bill called the RGB Act, Reduce Gun Violence, but by investing in school safety. I believe that if we make our schools safe by investing in technology, armed security, and locked doors, and it's It needs to be done. Enough is enough. How many more shootings uh, are we waiting for to happen? It's a reality that we need to face and we can't continue to ignore. But I also believe that our Second Amendment is not negotiable. You know, Democrats want um, gun control. They don't want school safety. We want school safety. That's what we are fighting for. And I'm hoping that Congress puts their differences aside and prioritizes school safety um, in the next few months. It needs to happen also at the at the state level. I couldn't agree more. You know, what bothers me is that Biden will go on stage and he talks about this. This woman had AK-47s, which he didn't. Nobody had AK-47s. But talking about rifles and assault this and let's ban that the entire time, Mara, he's safe. He knows that there are good guys who are armed and ready to take somebody out if they attempted to bother him. Same thing with Karine Jean-Pierre. She goes on and on and on about how they got to change gun laws and ban this and ban that. The entire time, she knows she's completely safe. When you were in Congress, you were safe the entire time. Thank God, because there there were good guys with guns. Why are we acting like that isn't the solution? It's the solution for government. Why wouldn't it be the solution for our kids? Exactly. And look, criminals don't care about laws. They will break them. Right. And in Mexico, Mexico has very strict gun laws, yet the Mexican cartel gets to travel all around Mexico with with guns. Right. Same here in the United States. You see states where they have gun restrictions. They're the most uh, violent and where crime is at its highest, uh, most uh, uh, violent school safety and just the way that. Washington has protection, armed security. That's what we should have at our children's schools. And if we're able to send billions of dollars to Ukraine, because we've sent over $100 billion to Ukraine, we should be spending billions of dollars in our children's safety. We had a bill passed last year. The Democrats passed a bill. If I'm not mistaken, it's called Safer uh, Communities Act. This bill only included $300 million, which is about $3,000 per school. That is an insult, an insult to our children. Yes. What did that bill do? Nothing. It didn't do anything. They said it must be passed, but what did it do? It, went, it only went towards uh, those of us who uh, support the Second Amendment, yes. and it only endangers the Second Amendment. It didn't do nothing to protect our children, and that is why we need an actual bill 
that actually invest billions of dollars in keeping our children safe. It's former U.S. Representative uh, Maida Flores. Really appreciate you coming on. To put it into perspective, a billion dollars is a thousand million. So they're talking about $300 million, which is one-third of a billion, when we know, you're right, it's $100 billion. I had, um, I had Representative Andy Biggs on the other day. He said, with all the equipment and all the money, it's more like $200 billion that we've sent to Ukraine. We're paying their pensions. We're, paying, we're giving people money to walk around with, as Biden said. And at the same time, $3,000 per school in America, that's all they could afford? Give me a break. It, on, it's an insult. It is. And that's why, you know, many Republicans like myself did not support this bill because it is an insult. We should be investing billions of dollars just like we're sending billions of dollars to to Ukraine. It's very, very simple. It's Mata Flores. I know that you are a, you are a wife of a Border Patrol agent, so you know firsthand, he does, and then I'm sure he tells you, what's going on at the border. I know that you go to the border all the time. It's an open sieve. People are coming across. Fentanyl is killing Americans, 70 to 100,000 a year. We know arms are coming across, human trafficking, sex trafficking. You told me about the rape trees. That, that the Mexican cartels are, they're proud of raping little girls and women. What, what, if anything, is being done at the border? And your husband's got to be really frustrated. Our border patrol agents are very frustrated because they're, they're tired, they're exhausted, they're not able to track down the over a million gotaways that have come into our, our country. And these are the most dangerous individuals with criminal backgrounds, those on the terror watch list, child um, traffickers, you name it, very dangerous individuals that want to come here to the United States and hurt Americans. And our, our Border Patrol agents um, can't do it all. They're, they're extremely exhausted. I've been uh, to many funerals here in South Texas because our, our Border Patrol agents have committed suicide. And it's all under the Biden administration. It's, it, it's really heartbreaking uh, to see what's happening. The humanitarian crisis is real. Um, it's still going. It hasn't stopped. We're seeing millions of people coming in into the United States, children as well that are being abandoned in the middle of nowhere, that are being brought into the United States to be sold into child sex trafficking, also to be exploited in, in our labor workforce. We criticize China for doing so, yet it's happening in our country. Yeah. Um, it's, it's really inhumane what's happening. That is why we need border security, uh, not only to protect Americans, but to protect these children as well and focus on the legal process. I'm for immigration, of course. I'm from Mexico. I'm from Tamaulipas, you know? You're right. I I support immigration, absolutely, but legal immigration. And we should improve the legal process and encourage immigrants to come here to the United States illegally. But this administration has made it harder for people to come here to the United States legally, but has made it easier for people to come here to this country illegally. And that's serving as a magnet for people coming. And then we're seeing these immigrants who think they're going to get a better life. Many of them are dying on the way. We just had another 13 the other day. It just doesn't seem to stop. We had 53 or 54 in the back of a trailer here in San Antonio not very long ago. It doesn't make any sense. These people are dying to get a better no life. Sense. When when If we could streamline the process to do it legally, they would all get a better experience in America and they would be more productive they don't have to hide once they're here president trump had the border locked down he had it working right he had the laws that's actually, right he had the laws that were on the books that were working and being enforced you just uh, welcomed him in waco the other day are you ready for him to come back and be the president again i'm so ready i think we're all ready uh i just want someone in washington to get the job done i tell people 
throughout South Texas, you know, throughout the country, whether you like him or not, under the Trump administration, we had a strong economy, we had a secure border, the American dream was alive uh, during the Trump administration. And I just want someone to get the job done. And President Trump got the job done. And I know he can do it again. What do you think about all the attacks on him? Constant attacks by the DOJ. Now now this idiot uh, Manhattan DA, who's a Soros guy, trying to get him on some charge that doesn't make any sense. The FEC even said that Trump did nothing wrong. And they're using the word of this liar, Michael Cohen. Can you believe how under attack this guy is constantly and that he, he just keeps on going? It's a distraction. That's all it is. Because while they're distracting us, they're doing horrible things in our country. I mean, look what's happening with the, with the banks. Look what's happening yes. with the inflation. I mean, the border situation. I mean, our, our country's falling apart. And they don't want us to focus on that. They want us to focus on, on, on President Trump. But I, I think that it's backfiring. Many, many Latinos and Latinas, it's, uh, it's Mara Flores, by the way, former U.S. Congresswoman. She's Americano Media senior political commentator. Go and check her out there. It's a Spanish-language channel that you kind of say is a Spanish-language Fox News-like, right? Right. You know, well, we focus on just telling the truth to the Hispanic community, Good. the Spanish-speaking, because we see that the far left has invested a lot in the Spanish-speaking, and they spread a lot of misinformation. And what we do is we put out the facts, and we allow the Hispanic community to make an educated vote and we inform them, you know, it's neither side nor Republican or Democrat. We just give the facts. And honestly, isn't that all what we want about the media? Well, that's what the journalism uh, administrator or the journalism job, the profession was supposed to be. When I was a journalist, I just told the truth. In fact, when I was a TV news anchor, Mater, you're not going to believe this, but I would get emails from people saying, great, we've got another liberal on TV when I'm I'm a very conservative guy. So I was just telling the truth and they didn't like what I had to say. So when it comes to Hispanics in this country along the Rio Grande Valley, uh, which is where you're from, also, well, you're from the border area, also South Florida, Hispanics are going big time red now. Are they waking up? Are they hearing your message? Are they hearing Trump's message? What's going on there? Why is, what's working right now that didn't work for a long time? Well, it, I mean, the Hispanic community has been waking up uh, for, for a long time now, and especially with the Biden administration now coming into office, I actually think that we're seeing what, what, it would, what it looks like when they have power. And they, don't, they realize that they have less money in their pockets, that they don't have the economy that they had before. That they're not able to provide to their children, to their families the way they used to. Uh, you see fathers having to get two jobs. You see single moms also having to get two jobs. Right. We're all struggling to pay our, our rent, our mortgage, our light bill. You know, gas is up, groceries are up. And we're focused on the kitchen table issues that matter to the everyday American. And the Hispanic community is also seeing that they've been cheated. You know, the Democrat Party for a long time has been using the immigration issue to get their vote. But what they have realized is that once they're in power, they do nothing to fix it. Well, the Democrat Party is never going to fix the immigration issue because they want to continue using it every election year. And the Hispanic community has realized that they have been taking advantage and they will no longer allow that. And look, at the end of the day, we're Republican. A lot of Hispanics 
just don't know that they're Republican. Well, I think the they, values yeah, exactly. that we have are conservative. Well, most Hispanics are a Christian. They're family oriented. They go to church. Yes. Uh, so they are conservative people, just like Italians are. I'm an Italian guy. We're, we were conservative people. But you're right. I think that the left overplayed its hand. They thought that Hispanics or Latinos who are in America legally or are American citizens like illegal immigration. They don't. Hispanics actually believe in the in rule of law, and they're not necessarily anti-police either. So that's sort of the problem, right? I mean, Hispanics are realizing they're conservative, and they also want safety for their families. You're not going to be very safe if you're near a border town or if you're in South Florida where boats are showing up from Cuba and Haiti every day. You don't feel very safe because you don't know who's coming. You're absolutely right, and we have seen the constant disrespect and attacks on our border patrol agents and our border patrol agents. Uh, they're our familia. You know, my, my husband's yes. parents are from Matamoros, Tamaulipas. You know, our border patrol agents are our family. They're our neighbors, husbands, wives, daughters, sons. And we see the constant attack towards them. So we take it very personal. And you're right. We are all about law and order. And under this administration, we have none. Talk to me about Americano Media, uh, even more about that. You're a commentator on there, so you're not actually doing reporting. Will you go on and sort of there'll be a left versus right? I mean, how does that work? I haven't seen it yet. As you know, I'm learning Spanish. I'm doing my best. But um, but I can't really watch it yet and understand everything that's going on. <laughs> what, 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 those who are watching and listening right now who also speak Spanish, what would they get if they tune in when you're on? Well, we're on uh, on radio. We do a lot of Spanish radio. Okay. And we talk about the everyday issues that are happening in Washington and keeping the Hispanic community up to date on everything that is happening in this country. It's important that they understand, you know, all aspects. We give them the conservative view. We give them the liberal view as well. And we've, we've realized that when we do that, they're like, huh. I actually uh, agree more with the conservative view. Yeah. And that's what that's what we're trying to do is just giving the facts, being honest to the people that hear um, our, our shows. And we're, we're seeing a huge improvement, not just in Texas, but throughout the country um, as well. I love that you're on there. Find her on Americano Media. She's the senior political commentator. It's Mara Flores, former congresswoman, great state of Texas. Let's talk quickly about Texas politics. I like Dan Patrick. He's a friend of mine. I like Greg Abbott. He comes on the show all the time. Why, Mara, would we ever, ever have districted, districted the way that we did? In fact, your district was changed. You should have won easily had the districts been the same. But they changed them, and it really gave the advantage of this guy, Gonzalez, was it Vicente Gonzalez? Was that his name? That's that's right. Okay, so it gives him the advantage, even though he attacked you, they were horrible to you, they were racist against you, all of that stuff, and he still ends up winning because our legislature in Texas didn't do the districting right. Why do you think that happened? Well, you know, I was told that they didn't think I would win. <laughs> yeah, but you, you um, cut in, you took a 16, what was it, a 16-point lead for the Democrats, and you brought it down to what, four? I mean, you bit into his lead so much, everybody really thought you were going to win. Go ahead. Right. Unfortunately, the the maps were changed. You know, when I won in the special election, we won a Biden plus four district and we won it by seven points. It right. was a difficult district, but we we did it. And that district hadn't been flipped in over 150 years. So we were very proud of uh, of the work that we did. Unfortunately, we were redistricted into a whole different uh, map. It made it four times harder. And that's the reason why Congressman uh, Vicente Gonzalez jumped into Texas 34, because he was actually a member of Congress in Texas 15 for three terms. 
But the moment that district became competitive, he jumped into Texas 34. Of course. Because he's not competent enough to run a competitive district. He's very weak. And he's, he said, I, I can't win a competitive district. I need to jump into Texas 34. This district is now a safe Democrat district. And I could win that because he needed that leverage, right? He needed that cushion right. to be able to win uh, his uh, his election. And we did overperform. We overperformed, you know, our governor, we overperformed President Trump. I did the best that I could, um, but it was just unfortunate because of the redistricting. And it is very disappointing. I'm hoping that, you know, in the next uh, redistricting, they're more mindful and thoughtful when they draw these maps um, well, yeah. I mean, in, in they, South Texas. They had to use their brains better because they could have made sure you could have won. Cassie could have won. A lot of people should have gotten the job. They didn't get the job because of all the, the moving around of districts that actually favored some of these Democrats. It's Mata Flores. She's a uh, senior political commentator over on Americano Media, also former congresswoman. I got to go, but just a quick answer here. Are you going to run again? I don't know. Right now I'm, I'm focused on Americano Media. Yeah and helping President Trump getting getting him reelected as well, and of course, helping TPPS passing school choice in, in Texas. But we'll see. Never say never. Okay, we'll keep <laughs> on working hard. I hope that you do. Let me know if you do. And, uh, and come back on Thank the show very, so very much. often. We really appreciate you today. Thank you. God bless you. Take care. All right, right back at you. We're back after this. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pag Show. Joe Pag show. Glad to have you here. We appreciate Mata Flores coming on, former Congresswoman, District 34, Republican, great state of Texas. She's working now to get uh, Trump reelected. That's awesome. On Americano Media, if you speak Spanish, you can go there and check that out. Um, did not have time this hour for the Pag's parody car. I know that you're upset. Oh, I'm very upset. We'll have to do it next hour again. Mm-hmm. Cackle in the rain. It is, uh, you guys all suggested a bunch of songs for me to make fun of you Kamala Harris's laugh. Hmm. I chose Carrie's. Because I figure if I choose her, she can't complain about it. Oh, I I'm still a can. Dummy. I still can, actually. You can, but that'd be kind of weird. Uh, so there you go. Make sure you stick around. We'll have that parody for you next hour. We've also got uh, Dr. Simone Gold on next hour. Don't want to miss that either. Stay here. This is the Joe Pegg Show.